This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, May 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom to speed up sites. Drought mandates coming. DPR stumbles with drinking water. Climate bill update. And easing back on Cuba. Newsom pushes commission to accelerate sites reservoir. As the drought deepens and an election nears, Governor Newsom is taking extra steps to place responsibility for the site's reservoir project with the Water Commission. During a Senate Budget Committee hearing yesterday, Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot said the governor has tasked him with ensuring the commission isn't slowing down the process of getting those Prop 1 projects online. Newsom also charged Crowfoot with finding ways to remove regulatory barriers and accelerate the approval process for those projects. Sites Reservoir can and should be an important part of a solution moving forward, said Crowfoot. We all recognize we need to diversify our water supplies. On that note, the May revision of the governor's budget proposal adds $500 million for seven projects. The state would not allocate the funding until 2024 and would spread it across multiple years. Keep in mind, the Legislative Analyst Office has been warning lawmakers to be more fiscally prudent with the record $97 billion surplus that the governor is proposing. With the recession coming as early as next year, LAO is calling for lawmakers to stash more money into reserves. You can read more about the drought and water budget proposals in the AgriPulse West newsletter. It's hitting inboxes later this morning. Urban drought mandates coming soon. Governor Newsom visited a water recycling facility in Los Angeles yesterday, urging more Californians to cut back on water use. One of the critical lessons state agencies learned from the last drought, he said, was that a one-size-fits-all mandate does not work. Local water districts have been pushing the administration to avoid then-Governor Jerry Brown's 25% reduction mandate. Instead, Newsom has asked the state water board to handle it. About 400 districts have submitted drought plans to the board following an earlier executive order from Newsom. The 8% of districts that did not will have mandates thrust upon them, ranging up to 20%, he said. On June 10, 100% of the state will be under local mandates for water conservation. Committee rejects imidacloprid claim for drinking water. A scientific advisory committee has reviewed the Department of Pesticide Regulations investigation into samples of imidacloprid found in drinking water wells. In its recommendations to DPR yesterday, the committee ruled the neonicotinoid is not polluting wells at unsafe levels. The scientists raised concerns that DPR based its finding on a single spike in a well that served a vacant house. The sample also appeared murky, unlike any other samples. But seeing how easily the pesticide could spread into groundwater, they urged DPR to continue monitoring wells. Lawmakers working with USDA on growing climate solutions. Members of the House Agriculture Committee are reviewing USDA input on the Senate-passed Growing Climate Solutions Act and modifications suggested by the panel's top Republican, Glenn G.T. Thompson. 
Thompson declined to release the department's feedback, but GOP staff suggested USDA share some concerns about a certification program the bill would authorize the department to establish. At issue is whether allowing entities to self-certify based on USDA protocols is too low a bar that could undermine confidence in the program, according to an aide. I'm not looking to block that bill. I just want to improve it, Thompson told AgriPulse. I want to make sure the primary beneficiaries are American farmers, ranchers, and foresters. Now keep in mind, this issue could easily get punted into the next farm bill, especially if lawmakers can't agree on how to to address the GOP concerns. By the way, the committee will vote today on a bill that would create a special investigator at the Department of Agriculture to address accusations of unfair trade practices by meat and poultry processors. Republicans argued yesterday that the office isn't necessary. Regan wants to meet with Farm Bureau Chief. EPA Administrator Michael Regan says he hopes to meet soon with American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall. Regan's comment that hopefully we'll have a meeting soon with the President of Farm Bureau. Well, that came in response to comments at a House Energy and Commerce hearing by Representative Buddy Carter of Georgia, who said Georgia is not being represented in any of the regional roundtables scheduled to discuss the waters of the U.S. He said, I just want to get a commitment that your staff will come to Georgia and hear specifically from our businesses and my constituents about what's going on with WOTUS in particular, he said. You have my commitment, Reagan replied, that we will engage with the state of Georgia. Note that Duvall is a Georgia native, a Georgia farmer, and represents American Farm Bureau, which is the largest general farm organization in the nation. Grassley backs action against Canada for dairy TRQ. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa supports the Biden administration taking immediate action against Canada for reinstating its tariff rate quota on U.S. dairy products. While Grassley didn't specify exact actions he would like to see taken against Canada, he said yesterday that he's anticipating we'd be taking some action and that he'll back it. The dairy sector is calling for retaliatory tariffs after Canada's newly published TRQ didn't adequately address the industry concerns. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said he wants to resolve the situation without tariffs, but he left the door open for them if Canada doesn't comply in a way that the U.S. deems adequate. Biden loosening of Cuba restrictions, a positive sign for trade. Measures the Biden administration is taking to support the Cuban people won't directly affect agriculture trade between the countries, but they are a sign that the Biden administration is beginning to reverse course from the Trump administration's effort to drive the two countries further apart, according to Paul Johnson. He's president of the U.S. Agriculture Coalition for Cuba. Johnson is particularly hopeful that a new measure to make it easier for business travel between the two countries will help U.S. ag exporters do more business in Cuba. Cuba is a major importer of U.S. poultry. The country bought almost 308,000 metric tons of U.S. chicken in 2021. That despite a restriction that requires the Cubans to pay cash in advance. Well, here's today's He Said It. In no way do I consider this hearing your swan song. That Senator Henry Stern of Canoga Park Reminding Senator Bob Wachowski he still has serious budget negotiations ahead of him. 
Fremont Senator is terming out of office after 12 years. Chaired his last hearing yesterday for the Budget Subcommittee on Resources, Environmental Protection, and Energy. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, May 18th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.